With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yes, you are with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, today, we've got a great, uh, another great interview uh, with this fantastic, legendary uh, blues guitarist singer, uh, Joe Lewis Walker. We're going to have Joe on here in a minute. First, I'd just like to take care of a couple of little... Uh, Business items here. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That's pplmag.com. You want to check those guys out. There's a great website there full of um, <clears throat> uh, television and Internet radio and blogs, all kind of great information for on any kind of subject you would want to know, from health and fitness to great podcasts like this about music and entertainment as well. also like to thank MTS Management Group. MTS Management Group it works with a lot of great independent artists, some of whom you've heard on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And you can go to mtsmanagementgroup.com. They offer management services as well as publicity and full uh, music marketing services for independent music musicians. That's MTS Management Group. Dot com, <clears throat> And uh, you can check out, keep up with the uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus at LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com where you can hear all the great interviews that we've been doing um, with great artists like Joe Lewis Walker and Paul Nelson and Lance Lopez and all these great, uh, amazing uh, rock and roll guitar guys and blues guys. Uh, like I said, we do have uh, Joe Lewis Walker on the phone with us today. Joe Lewis Walker, for you guys that don't know, is a Blues Hall of Fame inductee, four-time Blues Music Award winner, celebrates a career that exceeds half a century. His new album, he doesn't look it. <laughs> he looks like a young whippersnapper, actually. His new album, Everybody Wants to Be Cements His Legacy, is a prolific torchbearer for the blues. Looking back on his rich history, Walker shares, I'd like to be known for the credibility of a lifetime of being a true to my music and the blues. Sometimes I feel I've learned more from my failures than from my successes. That's a lot of us, buddy. But that's made me stronger and more adventurous and helped me create my own style. I like to think that when someone puts on one of my records, they know from the first notes, that's Joe Lewis Walker. And this is Joe Lewis Walker. Joe Lewis, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Well, thanks for having me, Lou. <laughs> hey, man, so um, you've got well, we'll jump around here a little bit. I'm really excited about your new record. Um, it just came out uh, a, a few uh, a few months ago, back in October. Um, it's called Everybody Wants a Piece. And uh, tell us a little bit about your your new record, who played on it, who produced it. Um, well, um, uh, uh, Lenny Bradford played bass and sang. Um, Byron Cage played drums and sang with percussion. And uh, Philip Young played uh, keys and and uh, sang also, and we um we did uh, I think five originals that we've been working on and and uh, we did several songs uh, by other people and uh, it's sort of a lot of stuff we've been working on when we were sound checked and 
different stuff, different tunes and ideas and uh, different things that we, we, um, we've been playing uh, that people seem to be uh, receptive to. Um, so, so you guys sort of write as a work to write the, as a, as a band. Is that is that how you do it? You sort of just start jamming and come up with stuff. Well, some sometimes guys have ideas, and we you know we do a lot of sound checks before the shows, and uh, sometimes things happen that way. Sometimes I I, I write by myself. I had many collaborators with, with in, in writing songs, and you know, sometimes the guys would come up with an idea, and we'd all chip in. So yeah, it, it was just uh, you know in, in a number of different ways. Um, how do you choose um, the uh, the remakes or the cover material, the the songs that are written by other people? How do you how do you go about picking that stuff? Well, I, I, I usually when I do, I, I usually pick a song that um, that you know I, I have a affinity for, something that I I like, or something that uh, the producer uh, Paul Nelson, who produced the record, Paul Nelson, uh, as a lot of people know, is uh, the guitar guitarist with Johnny Winters as well as Johnny's manager and uh, uh, we work, we work together in, in some things um uh, it, it really you know you, you got to go with your gut when it comes to picking songs mm-hmm. uh, I think you you want to always sound believable you know and so I, I couldn't do a song that I didn't feel like I am you know I, I had some sort of uh, um serious connection to because you know I got to sing it and play it and and it's got to inspire me, and I have to make people believe it where it inspired, you know, them. <clears throat> so the song really kind of has to speak to you, you know, sort of has to resonate with you before you can say, well, let's put it on a record. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I understand. That makes total sense. Um, uh, Joe, like a lot of artists say, you know, that, you know, somebody came along or something came along and gave them their quote-unquote big break. Um, what in your career would you consider your big break? If, just off the top of your head. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't say it's one thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. just like, uh, you know, that's like somebody going to the Super Bowl saying it was one game that got <laughs> I you got know, you. It, it, it's not one thing. It's, I say it's a culmination of, of different things. I've, I've gotten much help in this business uh from everybody from Muddy Waters let me open up for him uh, two weeks at a time when I was about 19 to B.B. King uh, 30 years later, you know, let me open up for him and ask me to record with him and then ask me to record again with him. And people like James Cotton and and, and, and these uh, projects went into Grammy and stuff like that. I, I think that, that, you know, that stuff like that has been uh, quite helpful, as well as, you know, words of encouragement and acts of encouragement you know, from just about everybody, uh, you know, um, that, that especially when you're, you know, when you're trying to, to get your voice heard and when you're out there, you know, beating the bushes, trying to, you know, become better known or, and, you know, you meet somebody that you think is, uh, you know, uh, one of the founders of the music that you're Chuck Berry or somebody and to have someone like Chuck Berry tell me, you know, Hey, you know, keep at it, you know, fun, uh, stick with it, you know, uh, and, um, you know, uh, this is where I started at, you know, people like Abbey you know, people just love Keith Richards being really supportive. It, it, you can't buy stuff like that. You know, you just feel like you're on the right track, you know, and so it, it really is helpful. That's why I try to be real supportive of, of, of uh, younger artists because I know how hard it is, and I remember what it was like, you know. 
how, okay, um, then let's talk a little bit about your beginnings. Like, how did you get, uh, you know, what made you want to play the guitar in the, in, in the first place? And then take us into, like, how you got started. Well, my father, really. My, my father would, would uh, come home from work in construction uh, when I was a little kid in the 50s, and, and he would, um, he, he, you know, that's when you had those little, little um, 45 record players, and he would, you know, play his, play his music, you know, and, and, and he he play his music on the record player, and, and it just got my ear attuned to uh, hearing music jump off the record player, you know, and when I heard that guitar, he played that T-Bone Walker guitar on, on the record, um, I always wanted to do that. It just was something that spoke to me, you know, and, and so um, it just gave and my mother, you know, being, uh, uh, coming with, with music she did from down south, like my father, my grandmother's bringing all the gospel music, my older brothers and sisters playing all the rock and roll, everything from Elvis Presley to Chuck Berry to, to the soul, the Supremes, the Booker T and MGs, to, to straight up rock and roll, Jerry Lee Lewis and stuff. You know, I got a, I was pretty much, you know, um, a sponge when I was the youngest kid in the family. So everybody, it sounds like everybody in the family was a musician. Well, no. Um, no? Uh, no? Everybody, oh, was, <laughs> everybody was into music, okay. you know, uh, you know and, and, and they were, you know, vocally. I mean, my brother sang and my mom, she played congos and stuff, and we would yeah. have little jam sessions, I mean. Later on, when uh, I moved to the Fillmore District uh, in my uh, pre-teens and teenage years, then um, my cousin, four of my cousins had a band, and that's when I got really into hands-on playing guitar and, and rehearsing and playing and doing little things, little dances and sock ops and, and, and battles of the bands and stuff like that and playing for motorcycle clubs. We, we did that uh, all of our teen years. And when we were young, we were we were all in drum corps, me and my cousin. So we, and we were an official drum corps band. We we played, you know, a little dance for the drum corps with our band. So we always had a, a lot of uh, support, you know, uh, all, all the way up and down the line. And and people, you know, it's, it's great when you when when you call yourself something, but it's greater when other people call you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, we 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 became musicians. We all joined the union. I think when we were about fourteen, we joined our local six in San Francisco at the time, uh, and uh, left home at sixteen. You know, playing and uh, been out here ever since. Uh, in those in those your early influences. Now you said you I think you said you listened to James Cotton, and you said you 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 know I know that uh, you were became friends eventually uh, with with BB King. Who were the guys that like you went like oh man that's just it like that's the kind of guitar playing I want to do. Well, uh, some of the guys that I played with were like that. Were Earl Hooker, uh, Johnny Hooker's cousin, uh, one of the greatest fly players ever, and just a great. Great guitarist. Um, I made a record with Robert Lockwood Jr., which was up for a Grammy too, which was a, a good experience. Um, I made records with uh, Kate Mount Brown, uh, Buddy Guy, Otis Rush, uh, Scotty Moore, good friend, um, Ronnie Wood, and um, I, I think playing with guys like uh, Scotty Moore and like Turner and Matt Guitar Murphy and having them on tour with me as part of my show uh, was really, as a fan, uh, I just had to pinch myself because. Um, you know, I mean, those guys been around uh, music in every which way, and for them to have them trust me um, with, uh, you know, uh, projects and stuff like that, and include me on their projects and on their records, uh, some of them, uh, was uh, really, um, I think, um, uh, some of the highlights. 
course, living with Bloomfield uh, and being schooled by Michael and a lot of stuff. That, of course, was a major influence and impact on me as a person and as a musician. So you you would you listen to music, you tried to you 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 learn off the records, and I'm assuming that these guys like like Bloomfield and these guys they'd like you would sort of study you know when you worked with them you would sort of study what they were doing and they you would try to absorb. Is that is that, well, is that kind of a lot of how your style sort of developed? Well, well, the, the thing living with Michael was totally different because I'm living 24/7 with somebody who was a big. A guitar hero at the time who didn't like being a guitar hero. He didn't like the business. He didn't like you know the hype with the business. I don't blame him. But um, uh, with someone like Michael, uh, literally, you know, um, I would say, well, what is this tune? What is that tuning? How do you do that? I mean, he showed me how to play piano, but guitar, he showed me a lot. Of and playing with Earl Hooker and people like him on in Mississippi, Friendly Dow, I would ask them about the slide. How do you do that with Muddy? You know, how do you do that? And uh, I got some funny answers, which I can't say on <laughs> on the PG. But but I mean, you know, um, it, it 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 was everything from you know kid gloves with you with tough love. You know, it's like yeah. you know, you know, what are your motives for learning this? You know, all the guys, uh, and I think when guys find out that you were sincere, then you know they would you know take a little time out for you if they had the time. Um, so you live with Mike Bloomfield. Did he like take you under his wing? I mean, how did how did you guys end up in that situation? Well, I'd already been playing for years, like I yeah. told you, you know. Um, but um, I just happened to be um, playing with uh, with some guys up in the Haight Ashbury, and he's been a, a, a piano player. I mean, this piano player hit it off really good. His name was Johnny Kramer, C A R A M E R. Okay. John Kramer, and it just so happened that his cousin was uh, is a is a guy named Barry Goldberg, and Barry Goldberg was part of you know all the the the, the sort of blues little clique they had in Chicago. And when all those guys moved out to the West Coast, they were all looking for guitar players. Now I had never met Barry, and I didn't meet him till later. But um, it's funny because I went to the film auditorium and seen the Butterfield Blues Band the first time. And, uh, of course, the guitar player knocked everybody out. And I was going to a bookstore the next door, and this guy runs across the street to me, and he says, hey, brother, where's the bookstore? And it was Bluefield. And just so happened, I said, hey, man, I seen you play last night. You guys were incredible. And he said, you know, we were talking. And he says, what do you do? I said, I'm a musician. He says, who do you play with? I said, well, I play with that Johnny Kramer. He says, she's crying. I've been doing Johnny Kramer. We all come out of, you know, Chicago together, and, and one thing led to another. And Michael moved in the house with me and Johnny, Kramer because he was starting electric flag and they sort of moved him out of his own house. So he <laughs> he's surprised he moved in with me and Johnny and then um, I left and went to Canada and came back and uh, Michael bought the famous house on Carmelita Street and uh, you know everybody used to come there all the musicians everybody from Country Joe McDonald to you name it everybody come up there playing and you know jamming and and and, and you know, just uh, having a good time, and that's when Michael was a very open person. Was it like? Was it? I mean, for all intents and purposes, was it like a twenty-four hour almost? You know, you know, people kind of coming and going and playing and absorbing. No, I mean, no. what, was it, what was that like? I mean, what, I mean, no. I just—it sounds incredible. No, it wasn't twenty-four hours. I mean, you know, you got to consider that all those people I named—they were all gigging. You know, okay. they all yeah, had yeah, homes. of course, of course. They all had homes, yeah. and a lot of them had children. I mean, but. 
everybody knew that, you know, um, if, if if something was going on at Bloomfield's house, you know, there would always be guitar there, mm. keyboards, amps, amps, drums, and, and a lot of times, you know, that he would, you know, they, they'd have things like, uh, you know, Country Joe McDonald would come over and they'd do some folk guitar picking. Uh, Jerry Garcia would come over and they'd do some country picking and, and then piano players would come over because Michael played a great piano and they do stride pianos and slides and day. And so it, it was just, you know, um, my, outside of Taj Mahal, I think Mike Bloomfield is, is one of the people that I know that has so much music in him. The one genre, it, 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 it's a disservice to say that Mike Bloomfield was a blues guitar player or Taj Mahal was just a blues artist. That's mm-hmm. simply not true. You know, I mean, they've done it. Everything, believe me, from reggae to Taj to country, and Michael playing with the Woody Herman Orchestra, playing on Like a Rolling Stone with Bob Dylan. You know, oh, wow. I mean, everybody's heard Mike Bloomfield. Yeah, you know, don't even know it. Don't even know it. Uh, you know, this brings up another subject. I mean, uh, blues is a. I mean, there's all kinds of blues. You know, you you all the different art guys that you mentioned. You know, in this and that last. Uh, couple sentences, I mean, represent all kinds of, you know, wide spectrum. How would, what, what is the Joe Lewis Walker brand of blues? Can you put it into words even? No, I, I leave that to people like you to do that. I, I don't try to do that. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. You know, that's, that's like, you know, asking um, uh, 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 Will Chamberlain, well, how did you make 100 points in a basketball? <laughs> he couldn't tell you. You know, half of it was luck and the other half was, you know, just, you know, just sure um, willpower, probably. Yeah. You know, but I mean, just to answer you as best I can, um, I, I try to play music that's honest. I try mm-hmm. to play music um, that is a amalgamation of my influences, things that have touched me, things that I know about, and I try to play with other people to learn other things. Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, I can play. I play on all kinds of records. Believe me. I can play all kinds of stuff, but I wouldn't want, want you know, I, I want to do something that sort of moves me, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I played on with a lot of gospel groups. I played with a lot of rock bands. I played with a lot of jazz people, but blues is my mother tongue, you know. Um, it's just the emotional content of blues is, um, it's, 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 it's like uh, reading Shakespeare, you know, it's, if you're human and you have the human condition, you're going to experience the blues. You just got to know what it is. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you, because you, you're going to feel it, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's um, it, it's something that we all experience. Um, and, and so, so, I mean, you know, we've established, I mean, you're obviously a very accomplished musician, um, and you won some uh, some awards in the the, the the Blues Music Award four times. Now, what did you win for? And you've also been inducted uh, in the Hall of Fame. Contemporary Blues Artists, uh, mm-hmm. um, Band of the Year, uh, Record of the Year. Oh, wow. Um, well, several things. Uh, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, what they do is when you're nominated, they send you a nomination. Uh, they send you a nice, uh, you know, commemoration of it, and it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I got about fifty-four of those things, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm I'm passing. Buddy Guy is the most nominated, but Buddy is the most winningest. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that. Now, um, and you also recently at the end of fifteen, um, 
won this uh, or, or named as a fellow in this uh, United States Artists uh, USA Fellows. Can you talk a little bit about this and tell us what that's all about? You you got like a nice uh, uh, award for that. Well, thank you. It's the USA Artists Fellowship is a sort of an umbrella organization. They um, um, distribute and, and, and name people that, that they figure have a lifetime of achievement uh, for what they've done uh, and what they're uh, trying to do uh, to assist them if they're, say, if you were trying to start a foundation to help people, which I'm sort of doing a, it's a little foundation to help younger people. But um, okay. what they, 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 they distribute the Ford Foundation grant, the Rockefeller grant, um, a bunch of different grants. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to win the Oliver Foundation grant, and the Oliver Foundation is the one that oversees the whole Shamil. Um, because um, you're, you're, um, uh, they have 400 uh, applications, and what they do is that they vet everybody, and um, they they um, they award it to the person that they figured that um, uh, at that particular space and time uh, uh, deserves it. Uh, and, and you can't be, you can't just apply for it. You have to be nominated, and they don't tell you who nominates you. Okay. And, uh, so you know, uh, it's, it's kind of secretive, but it's um, it's a very uh, I think positive thing, you know, because I was the first blues guy to win in forty years. So it's great. Wow! Congratulations on that. First blues guy to win in forty years. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's excellent, man. Hey, um, now are you um? That, are you on tour right now? Are you guys are you guys touring right now to, to support the record? Well, we just picked up. Uh, we're picking it up uh, after the holiday here. Okay. Yeah, your uh, your publicist was telling me that you you do like to you do do a lot of touring. Um, what do you love the most? You know, I mean, and it, I mean, it, it's I mean, musicians. You know, we you know you have a guitar. You know, you want to play. Uh, but what do you love the most about playing live? What what really gets you going about that? Well, it's sort of a cliche, but you know, it, it, it's direct. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's no, no us and them. It, it's really when a musician's on stage, it's all up because you, you know, you you're you're looking for the feedback from the audience, and you know, it, it, it it's great, especially when it's spontaneous. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to saying, "Hey, everybody, uh, can you say yeah? Can you?" Say, <laughs> when you can play something and somebody gives a yeah, you know, just find yeah. so that means that you reach them and, and to talk to the people, you know, to get out and, and talk to people. I like to get out and meet people and talk to them all over the world. And so to me it, it's uh it's 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 a privilege, you know, to have that job because, you know, you get to do what you do what you wanna do for the most part, play what you wanna play. It's like that uh T V program Cheers, you go where everybody knows your name, you know, all you, have to do, you know, all you have to do is, you know, try to be, you know, nice and gracious and, you know, do your best and um, people are pulling for you. Um, what's, so, so you're going to, you guys are getting ready to push hard here in 2016 on the new record to, to tour and get, uh, get out there. Um, what, is there anything you'd like to uh, plug uh, directly uh, to the audience out there? Maybe your website or, well, um, you know, if I, 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 I would just make a, a, a sort of, a, you know, um, plug for all, all musicians that, um, you know, 
we sort of um, in, in this age of technology, it, it sort of uh, uh, cut a hole in in a lot of the musicians' um, income as far as you know making money off your your art. Now everything they just give it away for free, or mm-hmm. some people just take it. But you know, I, I would right. say uh, as my bass player Lenny Bradford would say, you know, you can come out and support live music, whether it's Joe Lewis Walker or whoever it is, because or, or a live play or or, or or go to an art show because the artists, you know, uh, live by that, and it's it's common knowledge that you know art brings people together. You know, that to me is the best kind of art is that brings people together. And um, when people are together, then um, I, I think that a, a lot of uh, uh, we, we can all relate to each other. You know, you get to know somebody and you get to enjoy something with them. You can relate to them, and uh, that opens the door for us to, you know, be a, you know, more of a, a, a family. So just get out there and go check it out. <laughs> and yeah. you guys, it, it, uh, you, I was looking at your website. You definitely uh, looks like you you you're filling up here in uh, 2016 um, through uh, January, February, and, and on. So if you guys go to uh, joelewiswalker.com, there's a there's a tag or a tab for tour, and you can see, you know, what what, what Joe's got going on and where you can go hear him. Um, you know, you mentioned um, about how, you know, the, the business has changed. Is, is, is that the business, biggest thing you've seen change? I mean, you've been in the, in the music scene for many, many years. Is this sort of like shift to, uh, you, know, every, you know, music practically for all intents and purposes free? Well, I mean, it, I think it's several things. You know, um, with the advent of, of Internet and, and Facebook and things like that, um, it's, it's almost like... Um, Musicians are expected now to, yeah. you know, um, uh, you, you know, you get a gig and they want you to, <laughs> to get on Facebook. They want you to get so many likes. They want you to, so you have mm-hmm. to hire somebody to do that. And 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 it's just um a little bit. And and you know, unfortunately, the, the clubs are having a little bit of a, uh, a you know, tough time because um a lot of the, the laws now. Who wants to go to a club and? And you know, have uh, one drink, and and uh, I don't drink myself, but have one drink, and and then <laughs> be afraid when you leave that you know, get pulled over, get a DUI. So people want, and and there's a lot of you know different uh, things fine for the, the you know the the dollar, uh, but um, I think for most part, I mean, us live music will always be with us, but right now, um, it, it's I know for a lot of musicians, it's extremely hard. Because um, the income, you know, you you you, you put your outlay, um, say you have a self self financed CD or something like that, and and you know it's really hard for somebody to to really uh, get uh, get get a, a leg up. You know, uh, it, it's just uh, it's harder now than it I think it's been in in, in a, quite a while. And and yeah. so um, uh, 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 just um, you know hope that things. Um, can can transpire so that that real musicians can get out in, in front of real people and and connect with them and hopefully find a way to navigate all the technology that seems to be sort of you know it's something you invent but something you can't control you know? right so uh, um, we we just hope that you know live music stays with us that it isn't all auto tunes and pro tools and and, and technology <laughs> I gotcha yeah. Um... 
Well, you know, there there is nothing like seeing an artist like yourself or you know, Paul Nelson or these. There's nothing like seeing seeing that live. You know, you can you, we can watch all the YouTube videos we want, but there's something about being in a room with a bunch of sweaty people rocking out uh, to you know uh, to this to this music that it's just that's you can't replace that. There's no there's not gonna there's gonna be no computer app that's gonna replace that. So we just gotta I keep pushing not. forward. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, hope not. I know. Hey, uh, guys out there, uh, go to Joe Lewis. Uh, walker.com and you can keep up with everything that Joe's got going on. Uh, he's dynamite, a very a powerhouse uh, gu- uh, guitarist and musician. You definitely want to check that out. Um, Joe, hang out for a second here. We're going to come back and, uh, after our uh, announcements here and do a little bonus question. You with me? Okay. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Just one second. Hey, guys, you've been listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You can go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com to hear uh, more great interviews with artists like Joe Lewis Walker, Paul Nelson, and some of the other uh, people we've mentioned here. I'd like to thank one more time our sponsors, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That's PPLMag.com, Pittsburgh's first internet radio TV network and online community magazine. And we'd also like to thank one more time MTS Management Group. MTS Management is more than just an artist management company. It's a bona fide rock star in the music industry. So you want to go to mtsmanagementgroup.com to check out all that. Once again, my name is Lou Lombardi. You are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Thanks, guys, so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.